Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. glad to be here with you today on this wonderful show, and I hope everybody's week has gone good so far, and if it hasn't, then it's time to make it good, baby, because that's what we do here on this show. We make sure that your day is going good, 
and make sure that it's bright and wonderful. And here with me today is a beautiful, beautiful guest. You know I always have beautiful guests. I always have beautiful spirits, but this woman is very beautiful. Yes, she is. <laughs> here with me is Bree Noble. She's the founder of Women of Substance Radio, and we'll talk about all of that and understand what it is, why she's running it. But this woman runs her own business. She knows how to train you from here to there. And any of you female musicians who need a little bit of help, this is definitely for you. Probably for you too, males, but we definitely focus on the females. So I definitely want you to stay tuned, open your ears, and do call in at 347-426-3751. And, Bree, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. It's good to have you on. So wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. So, Bree, let's get into the start of things. What actually got you started in music? When did you get started? Oh, my gosh. I've done music forever, you know, just way back in the younger grades, being in church musicals and stuff. I just that I had no problem being on stage. I loved it. And um, when I got in high school, I did every music group I could. I did all kinds of solo competitions, and I went on to go to college and do um, music as a major along with business, and I was in the school's performing group that went out to all these different locations in the western states on the weekends. And so that's where I got my start. I just got so excited about music. I loved it. It was my passion. Oh, it seems like it. And I checked out most of your music on iTunes, and I love it, especially um, I love Alva Maria. I mean, your voice is mm. like that of a your, your voice is like that of a heart angel. I mean, it's beautiful. It is. And I would never have thought that. Thank you. That, I, you are so welcome. I tell you, you find out so much when you're doing information on your guests, and it was just so beautiful. I, was like, I mean, besides other things, if you really have to check out Bree Noble music, it's classical, it's, it's that peace. I mean, something I could really listen to when people get on your nerves sometimes. Now, that's the type <laughs> of stuff you really want to just sit back. Um, so now that you have done all this and you're still climbing the charts, actually, when I went on iTunes, I see that you have a, you have a high rating. How did you go about, how did you get to that point? Well, I think it's just, it was grassroots, you know, mostly what I do is inspirational music on my own side. And so I would go out to a lot of churches, a lot of community organizations and, um, you know, women's groups and stuff. And I would not just sing, but I would also speak and talk about my story and um, what music meant to me, what I'd been through in my life. And people really identified with that. So I think that's why people enjoy purchasing my music. You know, I had a lot of people that purchased it directly from me at events, but then I think they tell other people about it and then they go on iTunes. And, you know, I try to develop my following my email list and stuff. So I think that's really where it came from, just a lot of grassroots work and, and seeing people directly in person. Right, because you're definitely popping and having that highest rank there. And your mm. powerful vocals and commanding stage presence, that that's captured so many audiences, as you just said, at large venues such as Saddleback Church and the Coach House. So you really have, have drawn a large crowd to follow you. And now that has Is that what led up to Women of Substance Radio, or why did you start it? Well, I started it because being an independent artist and going out there and touring, I met so many other independent artists and was really impressed what they were putting out, especially females. And I like to listen to a lot of that kind of music. And I thought, how come I turn on the radio and I'm not hearing this music? Or even now, you know, satellite radio or even just the internet stations I was listening to, I wasn't hearing this music that was harder to find, but was still really good and wasn't necessarily mainstream. So I wanted to create a place for that, a platform for that where people could find it and people could enjoy it just as much as I did. And, you know, really promote those artists that are working out there, working hard as I was doing all the grassroots stuff and they don't have the backing of some kind of label or they don't have a ton of radio play. Right, because it's hard to get out there in that music industry because you got to know what you're doing. You go in blindsided and you get swindled so quickly if you don't know what's actually going on. But um, really, Bree, 
by you helping other females, what is it that you expect from them when they come to you? Well, first of all, I expect them to have super high-quality music. I mean, I understand that it takes a lot of money to get started, but the truth is there's a huge playing field out there, and there are so many, you know, if you don't bring me high-quality music, someone else will, and I'll play theirs. (laughs) So, you know, you may have the most talent in the world, but I can't expect my listeners to see past some really terrible production and and bad sounding, you know, you can hear, um, you know, like vocal pops and you can hear, you know, people kicking, kicking something in the background. You know, you can't have that. You got to have radio ready music. And that's what I expect. And then what I expect is for them to, you know, reciprocate and promote us because we will do our best to promote them. We will promote it all over social media. We'll promote them very specifically through our podcast. And, you know, so I just expect them to, you know, do the same as I would do for them. All right. And definitely come in and know how to sing. We don't need you to think that you can oh. sing. It's not. <laughs> I know you right. got a period Right. Well, that's break. another thing. Like, you may have the best production in the world, but if you can't sing, then that's, they can't do anything for you. <laughs> Little Bree. Little Bree. Here you go. Uh, child, uh, God bless you. You, you sound all right. I'll call you. <laughs> Lord, child, can't I, say I usually little, say, you know, I usually say, good start, but you have some work to do. Right. You know? <laughs> it's, it's always her. Just keep your, what what job do you work? Just, just keep that then. You do, you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Follow that job. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, what what advice do you really give to the female artists and entrepreneurs who are trying to make a name for themselves? Well, I give them the, the advice to do pretty much what I did is, you know, you've got to start from the bottom and you've got to, you've got to mm-hmm. take charge of your own career. You know, you can't just assume that someone is going to discover you and sweep you up and then take care of everything. And all you have to do is sing, you know, you, you have to do the work and, that may happen. You you may have a label that finds you and you may choose that path, but that would only happen if you have built up your following first and they're not going to just find you a diamond in the rough. Not very often anymore these days anyway. Why? Because we have so much, like as you mentioned um, earlier in one of your statements, it's too much competition out there. You have too many people on the internet blowing up and technology is just advancing so much. So, you got to be hungry and ready because the next man will take your spot if you plan around with him. And like you said, if a labor does want to pick you up, but that doesn't usually happen all the time. Right, right. And they won't find you unless you're making a huge splash. I mean, you better have a lot of followers. You better have a lot of people come into your shows. If you're going to invite someone from a label to come to your show, they need to see that you've got fans that are super excited about what you're doing already. Right. You do. Um, so, what is the difference between males and females in industry? That's a really good question. Um, I mean, there really shouldn't be any difference, but I think there is. It's harder for females to break in, unfortunately. Um, I think it's especially harder to break into radio. There was a whole controversy earlier this year called Salad Gate, um, where they were some radio promoter was saying that, you know, the women are just the like their radio promo the radio station is like a salad and um the main part of the salad is the males and then the women are just like the the little dressing on the top or the croutons or something, you know, and they were, they weren't needed as the main part because according to this radio promoter, they were not the draw. And, you know, there was a huge controversy about it. It was mostly about country radio, but if you do look at iTunes or like listen to Sirius or anything, if you do a tally of how many of what you're listening to are female it's definitely not 50-50. It's usually 70-30 or 80-20. And so I don't know why, and I think that's changing. But 
I think there's still some of that sexist attitude. I think, you know, that some women that I talk to have been um, somewhat sexually harassed in a way by people, different producers or, you know, managers or people that basically Why? said, oh, I can do this for you, but I'm expecting something for you from you in return in a sexual way. And, you know, that's still out there, unfortunately. Right, it is. What you're going to put on the table for me, I'm, I could produce your music, <laughs> but I need a little something. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm, I guess I'll just start from... I guess I just work my way all over again. No, and, and 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 my advice to any women who may be out there doing that: don't sell yourself short, baby. If you got the voice, you have the skills and talent. Trust me, me. Hard work it it pays off. Keep pushing for it because it's not worth it. That fellow who's promoting, trying to get you to do this and that, just promote you about it. Probably about five or six years from now, when you start looking the way that you need to look for him. Oh, he's gonna find another artist and do her the same way and and I pray for those kind who does that to manipulate women just to get your way, you old old hmm. ooh, just old nasty. <laughs> That's what I call you. I wanna call you something else. But I'm not gonna do it on this show. I'm trying to keep it clean and public. It's filthy. He all be shaming yourself, but Breeze telling the truth though. You are, it happens. No one might talk about it, but a lot of stardom comes from that. I made it this way to get to the top. I slept to get slept my way up to the top, and it, it's very sad that you, if you have to put yourself in that standards, never, no, ma'am. Um, you know, besides just doing that, and most of all, I want to get back to the point about because you broadcast as you you broadcast as well, have your radio show. You know, for someone to take a chance on a podcast they never heard before, it can be 50-50. How does a podcast stand out amongst this competition? Well, um, the Women of Substance podcast, you're going to learn about female artists that you probably have never heard, and you you can be guaranteed that they're going to be all high quality because they've been curated by me. And, you know, I don't, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stingy about letting people through, you know, they've got to be good. Right. And you have worked, Joe, and I don't blame you, you have worked off to know the good quality of music because there are, there are, there's no more of that, really, the good quality of music. Usually we get kind of like uh, the garbage, really. People make up songs, and you're like, did you just put that on the radio just now? Like, why? And my children want to sing it. No, that's that's not music, baby. That's I don't know what that is. I don't know what category to put it in. Maybe others. Right. But there are some right. good artists out here. That, I love, to me, I love all genres. I do. I love all genres. Um, I used to actually watch opera when I grew up. I used to. Yes, um, especially on, like, uh, what's that say, PBS. I used to always watch it, never knew that they were actually speaking a different language of that mm. sort, but it, it really attracted my attention. My father, um, God rest his soul, he was a country music lover. My mother always told me, he, mm. she said, your father loved country music. I love it, too. I, I love the the old, like, uh, Johnny Cash. When you actually go back and listen to it, you're like, this actually made sense. Some people, they actually loved one another. They they spoke mm. their feelings into their songs. It, it's romantic. It really is. But, yeah, I really hope somebody do be on the A-game. If they come to you, Bri, and no half-step, I'm definitely um, going to have to tune more into that show because I love listening to different music and knowing what artists are out here. I love being an individual. Um, but, you know, Bri, it's going back as far as back now. People, you know, as far as it goes with the money, what has to be done in a technological sense of keeping people from downloading artist music for free on the internet? How can they stop that? Because that's what we do now, you know. Go, I, I prefer, but I like iTunes. I don't want nothing free because you don't never get it right, but artists can't really make money that way if you get it for free. So what are some ways they could probably stop that? Well, there are ways that artists are kind of taking control of free, and they're using services to allow people to download their album, um, maybe just for a limited time, but then they get something in return. They get the people's email address, and then they can keep in touch with them and tell them about, you know, performances that they have coming up or um, their new releases that maybe aren't free, you know. And so 
we were kind of turning the tables on free and trying to take charge of it. And I think that, you know, the Internet has done a pretty good job of curtailing a lot of that file share that was going on before. And so I think that, you know, having iTunes and and even like Spotify and stuff, you know, people, artists do make money from that. And, you know, not as much as if you buy it on iTunes, but at least we're making something. And instead of just, you know, giving it away for free, or we can give our stuff away for free very purposely in exchange for um, people's email addresses, and then we can keep in touch with them. And that's how they will become, you know, they will have a stronger bond and they'll become real big fans of our music because we're actually keeping in touch with them on a regular basis. Well, I, I know one thing, um, Taylor Swift, she loves, she did, she loved um, Spotify. Um, yeah. Why? She and didn't she want, also why has, she didn't want to be part of it. She's done a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she's done a lot to promote, you know, making sure that artists are getting paid. And we really appreciate that because she's got the platform to do it. Why? And she said that Spotify, you know, Spotify could hurt music sales. And music is available for streaming on Spotify, even to those who don't pay for a premium subscription. So, uh, I like, and I mean, now you can, you people can still listen to the music on if they get on iTunes, but I mean, you can actually listen to it for free too now on iTunes. iTunes have made it, but I think you have to still be part of iTunes, Apple subscription or something like that to really get it. And then Jay-Z has tied up with other artists such as uh, Rihanna, Madonna, um, Alicia Keys, I think Kanye West too. You know, they're trying to buy back their rights, and I don't blame them. That's why I don't go out. I don't like buying bootleg. Don't give me mm. no bootleg music. Mm-mm. And nine times out of ten, no offense to anybody who does bootleg, but when you do bootleg, it don't give you that same quality. I'm getting someone who has cut the song off, or they got so many mixes in it, and it's not the original. So I'd rather pay right. my $1.99 on iTunes for that single that I know that came from that artist that was mastered-minded, real creative, creatively, and I'm going to listen to it. That's, that's me. Same thing as it goes with the movie. I'd rather go pay $8 in the movie if I have before 12 o'clock is, you know, it's a little cheaper. Or six dollars <laughs> before twelve. <laughs> I go pay and see my movie instead of doing a bootleg. I I don't, I don't like that because it's like it's taking away these people to got their time to make their music. Why you can't take out time to appreciate it and just pay for it? That's good. I'm I'm sure artists appreciate you broadcasting that attitude. Right, I do. I appreciate you, artists. I do. You too, Bree. You artists work off in. I just think you generally you don't make nearly as much money if, if you're putting your stuff on all this Spotify and stuff. If you do go at things, go with iTunes. Do go with iTunes. Be careful about Spotify. And I think Spotify said, Spotify said it pays 70% of its revenues to labels, which will amount to about $1 billion this year. But some, um, but some artists feel they don't get that big enough cut, and I believe they're probably not. They're not getting that cut like they say they are. That's Spotify speaking one way, and you're not actually seeing it. So, yeah, definitely artists. I I respect everything they do, and I hope it does come to the point where you're not allowed to actually just download this stuff for free anymore. These people have to, hey, they got to eat too. Hmm, absolutely. And, Bree, I love your life story because just besides a regular artist and a song a songwriter, you serve as a worship leader, and that's what we need. We need that. We need that space. I love it that you come from that background. Thank you. Yeah, I still serve as a worship leader, usually twice a month, and um, when I do go out and speak to people, I do talk about my faith and my life experiences in conjunction with my music and how I wrote my songs. Right. You have to. I think that's the only way people can understand that this is actually real if they know that it's coming from real-life experiences. You have a lot of fakes. Oh, I've been through this, I've been through that. I haven't been through nothing. Don't know what a hard time is. you just a <laughs> fake. So you, gotta, you have a song up there perpetrating, perpetrating fake fake rap life. That's what you're doing. Or, 
or this, you haven't done nothing. Mama probably sitting up in a nice home and unfed you constantly. You all have been clothed, and you want everybody to think that, but I think that's what really sells better when someone knows this person is just like me. This is like the person next door to me. Yes, for sure. That's that's what I always tell my artists. You know, you need to be authentic, and you need to really share yourself with your fans. That's how they're going to get right. connected to you because they don't. You don't need to show this like fake, you know, rock star persona. No one's going to connect to that. Now, previously we did talk about some of the challenges most of us, most people go through when they hit in the music industry. Um, Bree, how did you overcome the challenges in the music industry? Well, it really took me 10 years to try to figure out how to go it on my own because I thought the same thing that a lot of artists do. Oh, I need to get a label. I need to get a manager. I need to, you know, get somebody else to do all this work for me because I don't know how to do it. And so I spent so much time chasing those kind of possibilities and, you know, spending money trying to to get to the decision makers that I thought were going to help me. And, you know, none of that worked. And that was not the right direction. And when I finally realized that, and I just started saying, okay, grassroots, I need to do this myself. I need to figure out, you know, who my target audience is. I need to get myself in front of those people and figure out, the best places that I need to book in order to get in front of those people and, you know, put together a program that they want to hear. That is when I started having success and I just did everything on my own and, you know, built my whole following online, my newsletter, you know, all that stuff on my own and, um, you know, figured out the kind of CDs that my audience wanted to hear. And that's what I started making. I mean, it is, I mean, this is, you are an inspiration to so many, and I mean, it's inspiring just to hear you speak and knowing that it's coming from truthfulness. I just want to know, just like you being so of an inspiration, why do you feel it's just so important for you to reach out to people with these same challenges, Bree? Because I don't want them to, you know, I wish I had somebody to give me some direction when I was Why? in that 10 years of frustration. You know, I don't want them to have to experience that. I feel like I do have a lot of knowledge and not just having gone through it experientially, but I also have business knowledge, having a double degree in business. And a lot of musicians, you know, they're scared of the business side. They don't know anything about it. And you know, so they can really get taken for a ride, and I don't want that to happen either. So it's really important to me to protect artists that are really, you know, wanting to focus on their career and build their career. And, you know, they've got some really great creative talent. I don't want that to, you know, get squandered or, or get get lost or somebody take advantage of them. I want to help them through that. Right. And that's... And- I don't think it could get any better than that because I, I know all of us wish that we could go back and restart, turn the tables. I say it sometimes myself. I, I wish someone would have guided me. My mom only did what she could because she only knew what she knew. And But I, I right. thank her so much for getting me to the point where I did make it to college. I just wish I didn't have to turn, had to restart over from the bottom. Would have went on and got my bachelor's first and then my master's. But I had to restart all the way back and got my associates because no one told me, hey, college going to be that hard. Hey, you actually have to study before the test. You cannot try to memorize all that material at one time like you're in high school, like you could do for the test. Oh, I can memorize that. No, you actually have to read week in advance when the professor tell you that. And no one gave me those instructions. No one guided me through. And I don't blame anybody. I I just uplifted myself and, and kept going. That's what it's all about, picking up the pieces that keep going. Sure, you're going to be mad. You're going to cry. you got rights to do all that. But you got to be a true soldier and get back out there and fight that battlefield. That's what it's all about. And what we're going to do, we're going to fight this battlefield, and we're going to take a short commercial break, and we're going to come back with our girl Bree Noble and talk a little bit more about the industry and and things, uh, future plans for it as well for her substance radio. So stay tuned. Please do not go anywhere.
Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blog Talk Talk Radio, baby. So when you get to the corner of Smith and Orchard, you're going to want to take a you left. You are not going to Then what you're going to do is turn Marcy onto Marcy Avenue broke up and go past and the first three lights happy and then take it. the next left. I don't really think five she's more happy, blocks, but you should be who there. am I to judge, right? Park anyway, on the right. That's I'll what see I you later tonight. Night. It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. As I went through school, one giant question loomed over me. What did I want to be? But in order to know what I wanted to be, I had to first decide what I wanted to make. I wanted to make more. So I became a teacher. Now I make learning a privilege, not a chore. And frustration a tool, not an obstacle. I make working hard seem easy and giving up impossible. I make an old subject feel like a fresh thought and unconventional methods common. I make material things less important, and little things like patience and kindness count. I make weekdays more exciting than weekends, and classrooms feel like anything but. I make things different, which is all I ever hoped for. I'm a teacher. I make more. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council. All right, we're back with my girl, Bree. And if you didn't hear about the introduction earlier, Bree does it all, honey. She's she's a musician. She's a speaker, an entrepreneur, has her own weekly podcast for and helps out you female entrepreneurs out there who's trying to make it into the business. But you don't come stepping to a half sideways, baby. You got to be all in and all all in with the music production, your, your vocals. As well, I said it, vocal. Don't go in there with your production. You don't have you, you don't have it together. We're gonna do you like a uh, American Idol. You don't have to snatch you on off the stage like Sandman. <laughs> um, but Bree, just besides all this that you have done, what what are some things that we're seeing now, probably for Women of Substance Radio for 2016? Where do you see yourself in that? Uh, well, um, I'm already, I've expanded into a female musician academy, which I'm having so much fun with, where we work directly with female artists to help them get all their their st- their house in order, basically, make sure that they got their website in order, make sure that they've got, they're really building their online following, that they know how to do things that will really move their career forward and make them some money, like um, figure out you know, the best way to do house concerts and how to make profitable. Um, And, you know, just learning all the different technologies that they need to know nowadays to get out there in front of their audience. Right. You have to stay up on A-game. Too too many people know so much. And I'm not getting off the subject how I feel about journalism. And that's why I want to get back with people who are in the news industry to brushing up on my skills, start getting back up on my writing skills and vocabulary. You know, you have to stay apart because there's people, I'm 32, and I graduated 2011, but there are people who are coming fresh out and, you know, in their 20s and know this stuff, so I have to get up on it. That's why I did start a radio show because I felt that I didn't want to just keep waiting around to get a job in the news station. So I'm going to use my voice another way. And maybe this is my, maybe this is a way for me to go because news is depressing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> you, have to be, you have to be ready for it. I remember my first assignment, uh, probably my second assignment, whichever time it was, I was out with a news reporter and one, oh, God rest her soul, the lady ended up jumping out of a hospital floor and it was just so devastating. And I was like, oh, my God, just to interview the family, and I asked the reporter, I don't know how to do that without just shedding tears. You hold back. It feels like your emotions, like you have no emotion. She was like, you can show emotion through your eyes and your words, but you do not shed a tear. And I was like, wow, I don't know. Mm. So I don't know if that's probably the reason why maybe my 
thoughts of stopping me, but I said I'll just keep continuing doing my radio show, and hopefully one day I'll just end up have, be on the FM station somewhere. Be like you, Brie, look. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Now, in what way, because you use Facebook too, so in what way has Facebook gave you the upper hand in attracting listeners to your podcast? Well, Facebook is great because you can tag specific artists. So, like, every day that we have our podcast for um, women of substance is every single weekday. So we have, like, seven new artists every day. And so uh, for each show, I post it on there, and I tag each artist. So then their fans can see that they're on this show, and then that will encourage them to share it. And, you know, we do other things, like we send emails to all the artists, and we do Twitter stuff. but. Facebook is great because you can actually share the link to, directly to SoundCloud so they can listen to it right there. Okay. That's what my friend, he does. He takes his radio show through Blog Talk Radio and he tags others. And I was like, hmm, I just post mine and get a few likes, but he actually tags others. And he just tags all our friends that we know. And he puts mm. them in. I said, well, he gets a lot of people to comment. Maybe I need to start doing that just Tag people who are interested or just tag a few people. Don't have to be 49 or 50 like he does. He tagged about 60 people, and you're like, wait a minute, hold on, that's too many. But that right. would probably draw more. Right, when you tag people, it's like, okay, now you're tagging me. i got to be interested in to click this. But when you're doing a broadcasting for everyone on Facebook, it's like, uh, it might not make it to your timeline like it should. So that's what I might right. start doing, tagging people. Right, that would be a great idea for me to do. Um, yes, thank you for that tip, um, Bree. That would definitely probably help me out. Um, so, Bree, what do you see as the next step for women in the music industry as far as coming out bold as we always have in, in these roles on TV and anywhere else in business? Well, I don't know. We, I, I think banding together is the key. And so we're starting to do some of that. With the um, Women of Substance Showcase, we did a few of them in L.A. a few years ago, but now we're starting to do some more regional ones. We have one in Chicago um, on October 4th, and then we're also getting involved in a bunch of festivals that people are starting just for female artists. There's one in L.A. um, on the 26th of September that we have a showcase in called um, SoCal Girl Fest, and then there's another oh, one in October awesome. in Northern California called the Northern California Women's Music Festival. And so I just think a lot of this, you know, really kind of banding together to get our music out there is really going to be the next step to um, attracting people to good music by females. I am definitely going to have to end up going to California because everything is happening that way. I have. <laughs> received invitations to do red carpet. I'm like, oh, but I got to work. I'm going to have to swing by Cali sooner or later because everything's happening in Cali. That's where, that's where it's at. So all my little babies, mm-hmm. we all need to hear the Cali, honey. It's on the west side. Um, so, Bree, what what will be probably the next step for artists since we have advanced in technology? And I think sooner or later we're going to probably be moving past iTunes in a few years or so if you know, I'm not sure. I do know that um, things like, I think, like, wearables are going to be mm-hmm. so popular. So, you know, like iWatch and or Apple Watch and, you know, all the, they're going to be even more oh, yeah. wearable technology, Fitbit and stuff like that. So, you know, just being able to listen to music anywhere you are, I think is going to make it even better for musicians because people are going to want more music. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they can have it anywhere, you know. Exactly. I, that's why I love Internet broadcasting because unlike most radio stations just get out to certain cities or just the one or two states, Internet goes everywhere. So who knows? I mean, they already have commercials up with the little babies talking about Windows 10. Oh, he's going to be able to do this <laughs> with his smile. And it's like, wow, who knows what 10 hours is going to be like. My girls are nine years old. Now, who knows what it's going to be like in 10 more years for them. Probably won't even have to touch a screen, just just look at it. And I'm talking about these phones are just as big as HDTVs. After a while, that's how big the phones are actually going to be probably. I mean, it's just getting really ridiculous. Technology is just advanced. 
I love it though, but it can be scary in a way because it's like, oh, oh, that went out. I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know what to do. I'll be on Google, but like, what, what, what to do? And I <laughs> <laughs> um, but you also know, Bree, going just going back to these music companies, it seems to me that the major music companies are just losing the significance now. How can they gain back prominence? Hmm, that's a good question. I mean, maybe they can't. Maybe independents are just going to take over, and I'd be into that. Right. Because um, if you look at the iTunes charts these days, they, a lot of independents are getting on on the charts on iTunes, even on Billboard, um, just right. in out of their own devices or, you know, independent labels, ones that aren't so huge. Because, you know, when I've talked to people at labels, they say that really there's only a few artists that are carrying the entire label. And, you know, the rest are not making them that much money at all because just the costs of the tours that they do and the videos and all that stuff. Um, you know, I think maybe they just need to take a cue from the independents to see that they're doing it and they're doing it on more of a shoestring budget and they don't need all these extra executives and things that they have at labels. They need to pare it down. Right. I, I really have to. I'm, I'm really gonna have to go with you on that too, Bree, because I mean everything's changing now. We and it's amazing because this is what actually started off. Even far as going back with the oldies, the fifties and stuff, people took out their time to make music, and now it looks like everything is changing. I just hope people don't leave lose the appreciation of how music actually started and really understand that, I mean, people who actually built this up before we actually had to change the game around, but this is this is what it's all about now. People are doing their own thing and coming out with stuff. Mm, who knows? Who knows what it's going to lead to? I, and I just hope we can still keep my iTunes because I love my iTunes. Um, but with your with this radio and broadcast, podcast now for you, Bree, you already have accomplished so much as adding value to people's lives is one to me. What else have you already accomplished besides that? Oh, my goodness. Um, I don't know. So you mean in relation to the radio station or, I mean, I've done, I've been doing this for almost eight years, believe it or not. Wow. And I've built it up from basically nothing. And so now what I'm able to offer artists, you know, as I've built up the platform, it used to be, an, you know, just a station on Live 365, and then we went to a professional station on Live 365, and then we moved uh, in 2014 to a uh, platform that allowed us to have a mobile app. And, you know, so oh, we're just wow. making it easier and easier to listen Right. And then we started the podcast in the end of November of 2014. So that's almost a year old now. And what I am able to offer artists now is that because we've built up this platform so much and been able to get a lot of listeners, I'm able to offer them a place where they can advertise their own music. So I, oh, awesome. you know, I get sponsors for all the podcasts I have you know, advertising on the radio station, and it's almost all by independent artists because they realize, well, people that are listening to this are people that are likely to like my music because, you know, they're listening to this very specific kind of radio station or kind of podcast because they like independent female artists. So it seems like a really targeted place for me to advertise my music. And see, that's a good thing because I see other stations doing that too. Uh, One of my... Um, children's teacher, her daughter, I think she's about nine. She does her own little radio station, and they do that too. Let artists come on there, advertise. But see, like you said, I think yours is special because see, you're dealing with people no one heard, probably never heard of, and it's got to be high quality. And people don't usually do that, so I think that takes that. That's a lot of accomplishment in itself, and. Where have you really learned from operating on both sides of the broadcasting world as a podcaster, as a musician? Hmm. Um, I, I, one thing I've learned is people still don't understand the difference between radio and podcast. I, uh-huh. th- there's been, it's just such a, like a blurry, like podcast is a very blurry idea for people, I think. 
and they don't some people think it's the same as radio or they don't get the difference and some people they call everything a podcast and it's you know whether it's a radio show or whatever so what i'm trying to get across to artists is okay a radio show a radio station is somewhere where you have to listen to the particular thing at a particular time so if i tell you that you are debuting on our new music show and it starts at you know 5 p.m. eastern they have to listen at 5 p.m. Eastern or they won't hear you. But on a podcast, it's an, it's an on-demand. And maybe if I called it on-demand instead of podcast, they would recognize that because that's what we call it in the video world now. But, you know, podcast is on-demand. You can listen to it whenever you want. It's online forever. So what I do is I put artists through kind of this this progression of how they are added to our station because I try not to confuse them. First, they're added to the radio station, and they are um, put into the new music show, which airs once a day for five, for one week, and then the next week they go into rotation. And they're in rotation for at least two weeks, depending on how popular their song is. If they get onto the top 20, then they get a whole other month of rotation, that type of thing, if people are voting for their song. And so then about two weeks after they debut on the radio station, I put them on the podcast. And so once they're on the podcast, then they can promote that forever and ever, you know, to their fans and remind them, oh, don't forget, I was on this really great episode of the podcast if you haven't heard it yet. So it's been like an education frustration for me a little bit that people don't understand the difference between radio and podcasts. And I know in my mind it's totally clear, and to them they're not in the broadcasting world, so it's not at all clear, and I'm just, have a hard time getting it across. And so if there's any way I can get that message <laughs> right. out a little bit better to them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope they understand the difference now between it. Please understand it. There are totally two different things. I would never have thought people would actually put those in the same category. And, and besides just the, and besides just accomplishing that, you also was named in 2007 the best female performer. What was that moment like for you? That was pretty cool. I mean, it was it was interesting because it was at the Key Club in LA and it was it was the Inland Empire Music Awards and it, I just entered for the heck of it, you know. It's when you're starting out as an artist, it's really helpful to get some awards under your belt and some songwriting competition wins and stuff. So you have stuff to put in your bio. And so I entered and I was a very different kind of artist than most of the artists that were entering. Most of them were, you know, rock related and, or, you know, really pop related. And I was more of the inspirational, you know, faith-based kind of music. And I kind of never thought that I would win, you know, because I thought this is just such a different a different style than most of the other people. But, um, yeah, so I was at the place and they announced my name and I was so surprised. I wasn't even anywhere near the stage because I never thought I was going to win and have to go up there. So it it was pretty, (laughs) it was pretty fun to, you know, experience that in when you get a surprise like that. Oh, I I know it was. Look, you're not teasing me? (laughs) Really? Oh, you you shouldn't have. (laughs) Be smiling on the inside. Here you do. Um, I would like to ask this mainly for artists who probably have felt like they have fallen off the map. What are some things that artists can really do to keep their fans from forgetting about them when they do take a break? Well, I think it's important to keep up with them over email. If you've spent time and money and, you know, giving away free downloads and stuff, building up your email address, building up your email addresses in your, you know, newsletter program, don't just let those sit. At least be in contact with them once a month and let them know what's going on. I mean, I certainly went through that when I had my second baby. You know, I had been touring like crazy the year that I was pregnant and, you know, to the point where I was like, what was I thinking? Like, it was my highest touring year. And I was touring up to being eight months pregnant. And I'm like, oh, why did I do this? So, you know, after that, I just, like, went silent. Like, I didn't book anything. And, um, you know, some people called along the way. I said, you know what, I'm having a baby in October. You know, can we look at next year and stuff? And so, but I 
realized that I did need to keep something up with my fans because I did want to be able to release more CDs and do more bookings after I had my baby and I had my, you know, six months to recover. And so I tried to keep up with them once a month on email, just sending out a, you know, a reminder about, oh, you know, here's where you can purchase my CD and, you know, this is what's going on with the baby and maybe even put up a baby picture and stuff. So people want to know what's going on in your life. If they've invested in you enough to give you their email address and they bought your music, they want to know and they want to know you're a real person and there's a reason why you're taking a hiatus. So I wouldn't be afraid to tell people that. Um, Well, Bree, with everything that has gone on in your life, one thing about your music, you implement all your challenges through there, and I think that is, first of all, that's that's offering the best hand that you can deal to anyone, really. I'm letting you know my struggles, Um, and I, I really commend you on everything that you really have done for others and still doing, and I hope that you keep on Keep on continuing to do it. Now, um, you're also you're also a mother too. Yes, I am. Um, what What do you tell other parents or the youth, um, just other youth out there who who going through challenges and they don't know which way to turn because it's so hard. It's so much peer pressure out there on these little ones. Yeah, I'm definitely experiencing that now that I have a seventh grader. Um, it's, you know, what I tell them is that you you have to be strong in yourself and stay out of the drama. You know, there's so much drama that goes on in those years, and you just need to get through those years, I think. I mean, nobody escapes unscathed, but if you can get through those middle school years, I think that when you get to high school – You can really find what is your passion. Like for me, it was music. And so in junior high, I felt a little bit lost. I mean, I was academic and that was kind of my thing, but there wasn't a good music program and I didn't have, you know, my niche or my circle of friends. And when I got to high school, there was this great music program and I just completely immersed myself in that. And that's where I was you know, unless I was in my other classes, that's where I was. That's where I was during lunch. That's where I was, you know, hanging out with the music people. And, you know, we went on tours and that's where all of I got all of my friends. And it was, it was a great place because we were all focused on something bigger than ourselves. You know, we were in choirs, we were in groups, we were creating something and we weren't just like messing around and, and doing stuff we shouldn't be doing. And, you know, we weren't, like, bored to the point of where we were looking to get involved in things we shouldn't. You know, we were all focused on something that was bigger than ourselves and that was, you know, really creative and felt like we were making something. And I think that kept most of us out of trouble. So, you know, when you get to that age where you can really specialize in in what you love, you know, whether it's, you know, speech and mock trial or if it's, um, you know, band or if it's sports or whatever, you know, find that and really embrace that, that niche. And, and if you have a focus in your life, then you're not going to be tempted to go out and, and, and be attracted to things that you shouldn't be doing. Right. Got to stay Got to stay positive, stay prayed up, and I know that has probably been the hardest thing. How do you, how do you do it, Bree? Just keep yourself entwined and just seek to keep having that relationship with him on a daily basis. Well, I was involved in a lot of church stuff, so um, you know I made sure that not only were all my friends in music, but then a lot of my friends were went to church, and so. I just I made sure that I surrounded myself that people with people that were going to build me up and encourage me in my faith and not you know encourage me to do things that were against my faith. And I you know I devoted a certain amount of time every week to doing faith related things and I think that's in high school that's probably the best that you can do. You know, I would like to think that you know we have a really strong faith in high school but and, and some people do, 
but sometimes you just need to be there and be around people of faith and let them rub off on you and and find some really good examples to look up to people that are in college, people that are in their 20s that you can see, you know, wow, I hope I'm like that when I'm that age and, and, you know, get that example to follow. So you don't, you don't falter and, and you're not, you know, swayed away. Right. Well, Bree, um, is there any other advice that you would love to give the listeners out there who may be trying to accomplish and go down that same road? I think my biggest advice is to get with other artists and, you know, kind of create a collective where you support each other. And, you know, that's what I provide in the Female Musician Academy. We have um, an artist collective that, you know, we really, we help each other out all the time. If someone has a release, we go and we support them. If someone has a question about something, someone else has probably been through that and they can answer their question, If even if I can't answer it, if it's something really obscure, or, you know, and get around people that can mentor you that really have your best interests at heart. That would be my best advice. Find a good mentor. And, you know, it's hard because you don't know what's in people's hearts. You don't know if they're, if they have your best interest at heart for sure. But, you know, just get a lot of referrals. Ask around. If you're going to invest yourself in somebody, for example, if you find somebody that wants to be your manager or your producer, ask around. Make sure that other people that have worked with them have had a good experience. Right. Well, Bree, I thank you so much for coming on to the show. If anybody is interested in finding Bree, she's definitely on Twitter at Bree Noble. You can find out about her also on Facebook.com at Bree Noble Music, Instagram at Bree Noble Music. I mean, hit her up and get some advice from her. I mean, to be successful, you gotta take you gotta take advice from people who already been through. You can't make it out here alone. And if you some, but that was way back then. I'm gonna take that back. That was years ago. We had artists that actually, and probably still got some artists out there, creative living the struggle, know what it's like, who's making it. But, hey, if somebody's out there willing to give you a heavy hand, take the advice and let it lead you into the path that you need to be led into. <laughs> but, Bree, thank you for coming on to the show. I appreciate your enthusiasm, your inspiration, and I'm hoping for the best for you more in your future endeavors, especially with Women of Substance Radio um, with your seventh grader, because we know that's a struggle. <laughs> That'd be a struggle for <laughs> children in there. <laughs> but Bree, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. It's been an awesome time. You are so welcome, and you have a blessed one. You too. Well, to all my listeners, please don't forget, check out my girl Bree Noble. I have some awesome music on iTunes, and I'm telling you, it's very awesome if you if you enter that spiritual place right now in your heart, this is perfect for you, and Make sure you check out those three um, links that I did give you to Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The truth of the day before I leave you, my loved ones, from my friend Mary Ellen is this. View an ending or a loss as an opportunity for a new beginning. A significant ending in your life can leave you feeling alone, unsure, and even depressed. You may experience a sense of loss or feel sad because a phase of your life has ended. Find solace in the fact that all beginnings are first preceded by endings. While you mourn for the past, look forward towards an even better future. Allow your past to be left behind in order for an entire wealth of opportunities to come forward. Letting go of what was will assist you to focus on the pleasures that are coming into your life. Endings are just transitional periods, preparing you for an even better future. Today, begin at the starting of your life journey. Enjoy the day, everyone. I will also post up a link for tomorrow's positive affirmations because we have to speak positivity in our lives to accomplish so much. Today, I want you to say, I am happy. I am so happy and so grateful today. Don't you let no one steal your shine because, hey, they will try to do it, and we're not even going to speak his name because we don't give him the glory. So you just remember that. You know who I'm talking about. Don't say it. Don't even think it. Just keep it bright because you know that's who you're dealing with, the bright side with technician. And I'll see you tomorrow. 
and I love you, and God loves you too. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. 